Well, I was listening to the Schalke America podcast in the lead up to this game, the lead English language podcast for Schalke fans out there. And they were certainly calling for Chernilov to be considered for the right wing role. Weißsein, lieben lang. Hallo Leute, willkommen zum das einzigen Schalke Podcast auf Englisch. Welcome to episode 154 Schalke America. I'm your host Richard Carmen, and joining me and always on this Victory Monday podcast, Jack Mangan. How are we doing, Jack? Excellent. Victory Monday on a Monday for once. Hey. <laughs> We've been having way too many of those on alternate days, but uh, hey, four in a row now under Buskins, um, and we'll get into all this, but a huge weekend uh, with, with some of the other fixtures that were happening around the league. Um, yeah. We're riding high at the moment. Got to keep it rolling, but this is probably the, the best I think we would have felt in, in, in quite a while now, top of the table. And I finally got my kit in, Simon Toroda. I'm wearing it backwards. Obviously, we don't want to show the sponsor, but uh, yeah, I'm happy. This jersey is beautiful, by the way. Uh, but yeah, it's just we, the weekend was was so good for so many reasons. Um, as you mentioned, mentioned, mentioned the uh, the results went our way one, yet once again. Um, obviously, we won three nothing against Heidenheim. Werder drew their match. Uh, Darmstadt lost to Nuremberg. Our friends came in and, and helped us yeah. in that one. So we are at top of the table, my friend. Uh, we got the head to head matchup on Werder, so that's why we got our goal differential, I guess. So top of the table, and Darmstadt's coming knocking on our door. So. Uh, Another important game. The rest of the games are important down the yeah, stretch. Yeah, I mean, it's so. it's it's not going to get any easier. I think, what, four of the last five games that we have are against teams the, in, like, the top, top five or so. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's it's an absolute gauntlet um, to end the season. But uh, this was a huge result kind of prior to just starting that. Um, like you said, the things happened uh, to our benefit kind of around us in the table. And yeah. um, we came out the right end of it. And uh, that's what we need to do. We're, we're in exactly the position we want to be in to make that final push now. Um, for the end of the season, uh, but it's still insanely tight at the top of the table, and just as kind of has been the case all season so far, um, you know, a single result can change the way things look dramatically. We just saw it this past weekend. Yeah, yeah, and it's like the football gods like knew these are the four or five teams that were going to be in the top, battling for the top spot or the promotion spots, and they're all playing each other down the stretch, which is amazing to see for for football in general, but. It makes it difficult when you're a fan of one of these teams and you're like, oh my God, we have to go through this gauntlet to win the stretch. But, you know, the winner is going to deserve to go out of the, uh, go out of the fight the league. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see. But one of the guys who's getting many praises right now, obviously, is Buskin's uh, four straight wins for him. Uh, the team has gotten the results. We maybe not necessarily the play, but they got the results, Jack. Um, let's get into the starting 11 of this one because uh, he made some wrinkles again in this in this one. So, Frazzle and goal. Uh, back four was Chalanolu, not Oyan, with Kaminsky, Tiao, and Matriciani. No, Loda, we talked about last week how Loda wasn't really you know, fitting the bill. Matriciani has not been that great this year, but he also he has some, had some flashes of, of decency. So, he, he's that's the back four, I should say. Latsa with Itakura. So, Flick is no longer in the, in the starting 11, at least in this game. Um, so Latsa's in the middle of Itakura. 
Drexler, Booter, and Salazar back into the lineup in this one. And then Toroto, obviously, up top. Uh, Shaka Cannon in the house. Good, good to see you, William. Good to see you, William. Uh, thoughts on the starting 11? Because I know you got some. Uh, yeah, I mean, disappointing to not have Oweon in the lineup just when we had been getting him back. You know, that calf injury keeping him out for this one. Uh, but Shadow Noglu back in the starting lineup, which is, um, you know, always always nice to get a look at some of these other guys. Um, Matriciani, yeah, like you said, um, nothing of note, I think, for the most part so far um, overall in his performances. Uh, so maybe not thrilled to see him there. I know there's like a couple other guys that we'd like to see in that right back position uh, ahead of him. But I thought he had actually had a solid game for the most part and was fine. I thought that was probably one of his better overall games that he's had. So it kind of worked out in that sense. Um, yeah, that same center back pairing his last game. Um, and then I thought the rest of this lineup actually made more sense uh, using that four, two, three, one shape than we had last week. Last week we had that Itakura flick, right? Central partnership with lots of playing sort of like that left wing position. Um, and what he did here is obviously he moved lots of back into that double pivot and put Salazar on the left wing. And I think, that makes more sense for the profile of both of those players. It is a little more natural. Um, Danny Lotz ended up getting a nice run in this game. Um, You know, didn't play a full 90, but, you know, played into the second half and uh, was solid overall. Um, Still, maybe still not, you know, really maybe doing that thing that that I'm looking for to really like him have a special performance or something. But I thought this was probably his best performance of the season or close to it. He was, he was competent um, and, and pretty good for, for his time on the pitch. Um, yeah, and then outside of that, it was the same as last week, right? Tarada, Bolter, Drexler, um, out wide. Doing their thing, doing their thing. Uh, Eric, William, and Jacob in the house, in the chat. Yeah, the lineup was interesting. Obviously, we saw last week that Oyan, while he was back, and it was great to see, he wasn't his normal self. And so it made sense, I guess. Maybe he's not fully recovered yet. And they, you know, maybe pushing him 90 was a little too much, or close to 90 was about 60 minutes last week. So putting Shalanel into this one is good because he's been decent for us. Um, I agree about Matriciani. I thought he had a pretty decent game. Drexler, obviously, he did his normal self plus a goal and assist, so that's awesome. Uh, Lots, I agree. I thought him and Itakura together worked really well. Uh, and then Salazar doing the work as well. I mean, both Salazar and Drexler on the wings just really put in the work in there. I thought Salazar had some really um, hustle plays that really earned either throw-ins, fouls, whatever. He did a lot of good work as well, and Bulter and Toronto doing their thing, so... The one thing I would say about Drexler in this one is I thought we saw a more aggressive Drexler and a Drexler yes. that was at times trying to force the issue. Um, it's something that yeah. we've talked about in past podcasts is that, you know, he does a lot of the dirty work, but in terms of maybe um, the offensive end of the ball, he kind of picks his moments and pops up in nice areas at times and, you know, um, helps facilitate things, but he isn't really the guy that's, that's you know, pushing or pushing the issue. And I think at this time he was much more um, willing to take people on the dribble um, yeah, and, and kind of force defenders into de- decisions and everything. And he made a lot of runs as well off the ball, like direct runs in behind, which I don't feel like we've seen a ton of him in the past. So he just seemed very much up for it. I don't know if maybe he had a nice confidence boost from his performance last game or kind of getting more of a run in the side after not really having that for yeah. um, kind of the midpoint of the season. He was starting a lot like in the early, early part of the year and not so much um, of late. But uh, yeah, really, really important performance from Drexler. Um, and uh going to show once again, I mean, like the, the depth that we have and the number of pieces that we can rotate in and, and pull good performances from. Um, I mean, yeah. like, you know, Idrizi, who had been kind of a fixture in the team for a while, was not starting in this lineup and he was not missed, I think, you know, for yeah. the most part. So that's, that's uh, you know, a, a good thing to see. Yeah, I agree about that 100%. And uh, I was curious how this game would go. Heidenheim is obviously managed by Frank Schmidt and, and he does a really good job of getting his teams up for games. He's obviously been with the team for over a decade now, it seems like, probably more. 
Uh, so he, he's he's had some tenure there. And the, his teams are always going to be hard-nosed and hard to play. And I thought in this game, first 30 minutes, really, you know, you say what you will, Shaka looked confident with the ball. But I think Heidenheim played the better in the first half. They had the, the more difficult or the better scoring chances in the first half, I should say. Um, Frazzle coming up big, had a nice double save. I forget if it was in the first half or the second half, but he had a nice double save. Um, first 30 minutes, you know, it was fairly 50-50 in the game, you know, maybe slight advantage to Heidenheim. It wasn't until the 30th minute or so we started like turning it up a little bit. Eventually led to the goal. Uh, you talk about Drexler p- popping up in the right spots all the time. He did in this one as well. Uh, kind of a, a loose play bouncing around. He gets on the door, back door, gets a header, nice header over the goalkeeper. Um, yeah, one nothing. And I thought going into halftime, one nothing. I thought it was an undeserving lead. Not that we I don't enjoy us scoring, but I think Heidenheim was probably the better of the two teams, at least from my point of view. What were your thoughts on the on the first half and how Heidenheim played? You're on mute, Rook. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done that in a while. I apologize. Um, I think you've done that more than I have recently. That was a bad one for me, though. I was I was like three seconds into my response there. Uh, yeah, now that I'm off mute, I would say that I think, uh, yeah, we, we certainly had the lion's share of possession in the first half, but didn't do that much with it. Heidenheim had more shots than us in the first half, more shots on target, um, had some, and a couple opportunities, too, that they probably should have done more with that were like dangerous moments. I think maybe like, three minutes in or so there was that kind of like wide ball from more that kind of like was a direct run like right through the middle that almost you know fell and, and gave them a nice chance early on um so yeah i would i would definitely agree probably an undeserving lead overall the, go- the goal when we got it kind of came out of nowhere to some extent yeah. um yeah. made nice clever ball kind of back post by bolter floated just let something happen and drexler was kind of lurking there waiting for see how it was kind of falling you know took advantage of it so you know credit to him but um yeah certainly i think uh we probably got away with a couple frazzle had a big first half yes. a couple big saves and he made a nice double save early yep. in the game as well which was one of his better moments of the season for sure yeah um so uh yeah definitely lucky i think to get out of uh get out of the first half with a, with a lead Reggie's, I see you in the chat. Good to have you with us uh, as always. Um, yeah, it was an interesting first half for sure. I think. I think sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say it's not to be mis not to be forgotten is that Latza pretty important on that first goal too because he got in there, kind of got that ball that ended up getting to a bolter, which he ended up lofting over to to Drexler. So Latza, you know, Latza did some good work on that goal there. Um, I thought he had a very strong performance in this one. What were you going to say? Yeah, I was just I kind of felt as though in the first half um, and I don't know what I don't know what Heidenheim was playing if that was like a 4-1-4-1 or like a 4-3-3, but I felt in the first half in particular in possession that both Donnie Lotza and Itakura were were sitting pretty far back and tight to like the center back line. Yeah. Um, And so as a result of that, that kind of gave them like the man advantage in the midfield numerically, it seemed like, because in possession, we weren't really advancing those like defensive midfielders forward to kind of create overloads at all. Um, And I think that was a problem for our our kind of like ball advancement. And then the times where we did kind of work something and kind of get the ball a little bit over the midway line, it seemed like we resorted to a lot of like hero balls immediately. Like yeah. we kept going for through balls, you know, instead of like continuing to kind of like build and shift things around. And we just kind of gave possession away kind of cheaply at times. So, yeah, even though we had a lot of a lot of possession in the first half and had the most of it, I, I just feel like, uh, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot that came about from that. And I, I think one other comment maybe is just also seemed like sometimes our spacing between our offensive lines was a little bit too much. And so yeah. we, we were kind of forcing ourselves into um, sort of like medium range passes as like a default. 
um, when we would typically be able to build with like shorter, higher percentage passes. And that just made our build up a little bit slower and harder to combine as well. Um, so just sort of a couple weird things happening in the first half, I felt like in possession for us. Yeah, and you were right that Heidenheim were playing with a 4-1-4-1, and, and it did seem that Lotz and Itakur were, were right up with the defense, and they were like in that in that zone real tight with each other, and there's a big gap between the offensive line, and like you said, there's going for those medium-range passes, and they weren't, they weren't working at all, and there's no creativity whatsoever from Schalke in the first half. Um, it looked like, like you said, hero balls, like you mentioned. It's, it's a great great way to phrase it because – that's what they're really just really throwing hail marys and hoping something would stick, and it, it wasn't working at all. Um, Heidenheim, to their credit, whenever the ball got turned over, they were doing something. Now, they didn't have that much possession, but they were creating quality opportunities. You know, maybe a better finishing team probably would have put us away at least one goal in that one. But um, credit to Frazzle and the defense for doing pretty good to kind of um, mess them up, I guess, out of the rhythm when they're trying to get those goals there. But uh, one nothing at halftime. We can't complain too much. We got to we got to lead and playing as as not that great. So um, I was okay with that. I wanted to see though what was going to happen at halftime. I was hoping that someone's going to lay into them at the at the halftime speech. I'm guessing probably did because second half they looked like a different team. I mean, that first five ten minutes they were putting a lot of pressure on on uh, Heidenheim, and then uh, Mister Superhero himself, Ko Itakura, again does it. Where this time your boy Drexler. Making the run, being aggressive, coming down, finds Itakura. Itakura fakes the cross, comes back, looks like he's gonna shoot, fakes that, comes in and fires a rock of his right footed shot past the goalkeeper far side. Great goal. Great goal by Itakura. You don't expect that from him. I mean, I guess we should now, right? But uh great goal, well, make it two nothing at that point. Yeah, exactly. And I think it was literally last podcast when we were talking about, you know, that move to put Itakura in the in the central midfield. Um, I think one of the things we said is like we actually have seen him score. Off like off like solo yeah. goals like you know off of a dribble or something so like that's int- he has that to his game and you know there's a couple times over the course of a match where he can you know make a trailing run or something or get involved in the offense and kind of leave that you know more defensive position um, he can absolutely contribute now I don't I don't think any of us expected to see quite the goal that we saw in yeah. this one but yeah. um, you know not like necessarily shocking because Ida Kuros had a couple really nice finishes already this year. But like you said, yeah, Drexler really pushing the pace in the midfield, kind of taking that Zalatar role um, centrally. And then, uh, yeah, Ida Kuro makes a nice run off the side of it. And it, the defending is kind of questionable, I feel like. The first one, I think, is a nice move. The second one, is his second cutback, I feel like that was <laughs> – he got by that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But um, even so, really nice finish. You know, yeah. slams that across the face of goal of the far post and – um yeah, that, I mean that was that was huge, especially because it, it was it was still in the first half they had the goal disallowed. Um, no, it was the second second half. So it was after it was two nothing. Was it after this? Okay, it was after yeah. two nothing. Okay, never mind. Yeah, uh, yeah. but I mean, even so, fine. Then go up to go up to. No, I was I was confused as to whether or not that was that happened afterwards or not. But um, yeah, yeah but still a good start to the second half. Uh, after, like you said, kind of an undeserved lead and definitely um, uh, a change there. I thought right from the get go, um, it was end to end. Like for yeah. the midfield was really bogging things down in the first half, and the midfield was much more non-existent in the second half. For whatever reason, yeah. it was yeah. both teams were really pushing the pace in transition. Yeah, it was, it was nice to see. I mean, Itakura and Lazo were definitely more involved for the midfield for us, uh, and then also the wing play. But Tristiani had a decent game. He was pushing up a lot. Um, he one play in particular, he showed his blazing speed that I didn't think he had. But he's like chasing after a loose ball. I'm like, man, he's moving. And I saw we saw Tarota. Uh, moving as well, trying to go for loose balls and trying to create runs as well. But uh, yeah, you mentioned the goal that was taken away. Uh, so it's two nothing already, and I think maybe it was ten minutes maybe after our goal. Um, they had a nice through ball that gets to their striker um, 
Frazzle messed up. I forgot he made he, I don't know what Frazzle was doing. He's trying to play the ball out, got caught out of out of the box, and then turns it over and they score a goal. Nice goal, actually. Uh goes a review. Disallowed. Uh upon further review, it says that the guy who made the pass hit another player, and then that because when he hit that player, that's when the striker was offsides. I don't know about that, Jack. I mean, I've seen that call many times, so I, I there's precedence. But thoughts on the on the goal I was taken away. Uh, I, I mean, for, so from my understanding, that is that is the correct call. Yeah, um, for sure. Is. Because and, and I, I was confused for a while because I don't think anyone had seen that happen like in the moment. No one realized that that touching no. other player had happened because we were even looking at the replay and they were showing sort of like the offside line. And I'm like, he's clearly onside. Like, why are they looking at this? And then they fast forward like another like split <laughs> second and. By the point that you know that it makes contact with that other player, he is he is offside by that point. Yeah. So I think it's correct to take it away, but it's it is it is harsh on Heidenheim um, because yeah. I don't really think that that touch like Did benefited anything. the play at all. No. If anything, it may no. have hurt it uh, to some extent. So um, yeah, it's it's one of those like that that kind of things happened to us over the course of the past couple of years. Like it's one of those like it's technically the correct call, but it, you're just kind of like ah, like it didn't. Yeah. There was yeah. no art advantage that was gained. Yeah. Um, the one thing I'd say is I think I I think I partially disagree with you on the Frazzle take on this one. Okay. Just because um like Kaminsky is the one that jumped up and bit, which kind of like gave that whole space to run into. Yeah. And Frazzle was coming out, in my opinion, to try to like close off the angle and what was going to very clearly be a one-on-one with the goalie. And he blocked it and stopped it like multiple yeah. times. Yeah. And none of his defenders like were there they were just like watching it and like and like no one actually came to like assist and ultimately gets kicked back out and then by that point you know frazzles still on the edge of the box and there's no way to get back so um i thought he did everything he could in that situation to bail out you know his defenders and then they didn't repay him in kind a couple minutes later but that's that's the way i saw it no no i think he made a great play on up to to stop that but i thought it seemed like he tried to dribble after the fact but either way uh the goal taken away a little harsh i guess you could say for heidenheim but uh, technically it is the correct call um, and it's a wake-up call for us because it obviously Heidenheim can score, uh, and we were doing good to the, up to that point or decent up to that point. I was laughing at the comment that Jacob made that Matriciani is so bald. He looks 20 years older than him. I think I was thinking during the game, I was watching the game, I'm like, Matriciani should go full Christian Pander and just shave his head. But I don't know, maybe he doesn't look good. I don't know. At least they're on, right? So, uh, but yeah, 2 nothing at that point. Uh, had some substitutions in the game. We got to see Adrizi. We saw Flick. We saw Trelinoff in this game. Um, Idrisi came out late, came out like 84th or something like that, 86. Uh, and looked like the game was going to end maybe 2 0. And then uh, Taroda gets a goal. Nice play, really, by Drexler uh, to kind of set that one up. Made the run and uh, cut across the box. Found Simo Taroda technically offsides. They didn't call it, but uh, hey, 3 0. Give him another goal. I was at 22, 23 on the year. So uh, yeah, we'll take it. 3 0 victory. Um, did you think it was offside? I thought it was. I I have to go back and watch that again. I don't recall. He looked, the, yeah, he looked like he was offside to me, but I mean, I don't care. I'm not gonna complain. No, that's interesting. <laughs> you bring that up. I'll, I'll go look at it. I don't recall thinking that in the moment. Did they like? Yeah. Re- were they showing replays of it? Were they reviewing it at all? They were. They're showing replays, and someone must have buzzed the referee's ear, and he's like, "No, it's goal." They, so they kind of like mm. for a minute checked it, but I don't know. Well, yeah, I'll go take a look at that. But um, yeah, I mean, 
Bolter in in like you know the fifth minute of the stoppage time, whatever, still running his ass off and yeah. picking up a yeah. loose ball. So credit to him. Yeah. And then a really nice give and go, like multiple times between him and Adrizi, yes. just kind of up the sideline. Yes. And finally, one final cutback to Adrizi. Excuse and me, Adrizi um, made the assist. Yes. Yeah, right. yeah, non-fractal. Yeah, so yeah. And then uh, yeah, clever from him to just kind of loft that back post because the keeper was much more defending the near post there. I don't think was really yeah. quite aware of potentially those the back post runs that were coming in, and it was you know nicely weighted. Yeah. Um. And uh. Yeah. It wasn't just Toronto that was there. Maybe it was Trillinoff that was there as well. So there was a couple players yeah. that were there to potentially clean it up. Um. Yes. Nice way to uh to cap off the performance. But you know certainly that kind of helps lead into what we're talking about about this it, being a game where it was like if you look at the scoreline it looks comprehensive and you'd think that it was a pretty yes. dominant performance. If you look at a lot of the underlying stats you'd look at like it was neck and neck. And to me, I guess I kind of ultimately feel like it kind of falls in the middle somewhere in the sense that, you know, they had opportunities that they wasted and they, they could have easily gotten some goals. They had the one disallowed. Um, but I do feel like we had some of some of the better chances and it just kind of it's it, the inertia just seemed to be going away for most of the game. I wasn't like overly worried in this one for whatever reason. Um, but um, yeah, certainly not. The, the performance the scoreline would suggest. And so that's why, hey, you know, Buskins is doing the job. He comes in, wins four in a row. That's why you make the coaching change. So you have to give credit where credit's due. And ultimately, all we care about is results when we're trying to get promoted. But, um, you know, some of the performances in the in the first four games of his tenure have not been, you know, scintillating, sure. uh, to yeah. say the least. So uh, how do you feel about things kind of overall? Yeah, you know, I agree with you. I think... Um, it was a fairly even game, I thought. Yes, Shocker more comprehensive in the second half. I thought I think it was a tale of two halves. First half, I thought Heidenheim were the better team. I thought the better of the chances came in that first half. But uh, Frazzle was standing on his head basically in that first half. Second half, we were the better team. We looked more. Be- we looked better at no point in the game, first or second half, did I feel like we were going to lose the game at all. I thought we were fairly comfortable in what we were doing, despite you know the chances against us early on. But as even as the game wore on, I, I felt like. Um, we had that one flash pan with the goal taken away, but other than that, I thought it was a solid performance, not the greatest. Obviously, the three three nothing makes you think, wow, we destroyed them, but like, no, it really wasn't the case. I think we just capitalized on our opportunities and they did not, and that led to the three nothing victory. It could have honestly could have been a one nothing game, honestly, for for the way I don't think they were going to score against us the way we were playing as a team, but um, yeah, it was uh, not the like you mentioned through the first four games, they haven't been in the greatest of games, but we've gotten the results. And I think like, the, like you said, all that matters at this point is getting the results Four straight wins. Now four, uh, four wins in the draw in the last five, or maybe it's a loss, whatever. So, um, top of the table that says it speaks for itself. Right. So, um, Teams I didn't next expect it to happen. We, we went through the whole list of results that had to take place, you know, on the last podcast this weekend. And, and, all of them went our way. It's exactly what, we, yeah, which is which is great. So now we just got to take advantage of that and keep it going. Um, somebody made a comment in the chat earlier that said that you know first place is like the death sentence in this league. Like once you reach the top of the division, yeah. you start losing games. So hopefully it doesn't happen to us. But we are on quite a run right now, and maybe due for you know to drop some points. So hopefully we keep it going. Yeah, big big game against Darmstadt. Darmstadt of the goal differentials in the league, the, old, the closest team to us is Darmstadt. Uh, so they, they can score goals. We saw it four nothing in the first leg, the, the first time we played them. So they can score. We need some revenge on them. Um, but it was a good result. Three nothing, right? Uh, can't be angry about that. Despite, you know, the performance looking great, but Drexler, he made the team of the week as it eat the You expect to eat the with that goal, but uh, Drexler definitely deserving. He's been playing very hard, uh, Definitely down the stretch here, and uh, with the goal and assist in this one, 
Good for him. Good for him. Um, thoughts on Jexter finally getting to the starting 11 here? Best 11. Um, I mean, deserved. A uh, couple good performances over the last couple weeks. Uh, we, we've talked about him a decent amount over the course of the season. I've always, I've always liked him. I think he's a he's a good contributor. Um, yes. He he doesn't often put in performances quite like this, where once again he's <laughs> kind of taking the initiative and and um, ending up on the score sheet to that extent. But um, at a minimum, he's solid almost always. Like puts in a good shift, does a lot of the dirty work. Um, you know, is 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 more than just a body taking up space out there. Um, and this one was, you know, like I said, quite a bit more than that. So um, props to him stepping up and uh, yeah, love it. Like I said, good problem to have, uh, you know, the more you can rotate guys, keep people fresh for this, this final uh, fight here. You know, we can have Idrisi come back in the lineup. You can have Flick come back in the lineup. You know, there's people you can rotate in. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a good, it's a good problem to have. Yeah. Chelano can come in for Oweon, right? And it's still, mm-hmm. it's still almost seamless. Um, and Ron Fool's back now and we see that Iden is back as well. So, you know, we're starting to get healthy at the right time. So question for you then. So yeah, yeah, I was on the bench. We didn't see him in this, in this, I don't think he had a cameo later or anything, but he was yeah. on the bench this one. Assuming let's say he's available to, to, to start a game, play 60 minutes, maybe a full 90. Is he your starting right back immediately or no? I mean, we've been rotating lately. Uh, so you have like Ranful, you have Loda, you have Matriciani, you have Cherlinov potentially. I mean, Vinheim's not healthy, but like. Yeah. Vinheim's getting, Vinheim's working out as well too. So he's getting close. Um, yeah. No, if, it's been hard. Uh, definitely not Loda. Matriciani did a decent okay today, but you know I think Randfall is better than both of them, I think, in my opinion. So I would put him in and slowly bring in Iden because the last thing we want is bring in Iden and gets injured. So you know maybe start Randfall. If he gives you a good solid 60, then you bring in Iden for the last 30, see how he does, and then slowly bring him on more and more as you end the season with Iden on the right back. I don't know. Or Vinheim. No, I think assuming health. Let's like assume that they're like good to go and there's no concern about that. Who you like? Who are you putting in? Um, as you're starting right back, I probably put Vinheim and then and then I den. Uh, Cherlinov, I like Cherlinov there. Um, he's not a bad option, probably a third option I'd go with there. Uh, because I definitely like seeing Cherlinov out there, but uh, probably if, based on as obviously a small sample, Vinheim though was very impressive is, is in a small sample there. I den has been fairly impressive all season long with his karate kick goal earlier in the season as well. Yeah. Um, and I want to go back to a comment that Jacob made that, you know, we see this from Drexler almost every time he plays. Salazar, too, is like the team respects and plays hard for, for Buskins. We're seeing that the entire team is doing that. You mentioned Boulter and Toroto running their ass off in the 95th minute. Um, all of the guys are just working, working all game long. They're playing hard. And you can tell when those goals score there, it's really a team thing. Uh, and so Buskins has brought that more than anything else, I think. Um, so it's a probably big reason why we're winning and not losing like the results were with Gramosis because the team wasn't as tight as they are now. Uh, and Buskins has a lot to do with that. So, um, Chef Gumby has a question here. Uh, oh, sorry. That's not the one I wanted. Uh, what is going to happen with the players that come back from loan? Uh, it's interesting. We talked a little bit. I mean, Harit last week or the week before how we don't think he's going to be playing with Shaka again. Um, no. It's he's playing very well for Marseille. Maybe Marseille will pick up the tab on him. Uh, you could probably get 15 million euros, I would get, I guess, for him. Maybe more depending on how he's playing this season. Um, but I don't believe he's going to play with us again, Jack. I mean, I, I thought you said the same thing, right? Um, yeah, I, I just I don't know. I, I just don't know if after all this time and everything that's happened, you can just kind of go back to him. I mean, I understand the appeal of that if we get promoted to the Bundesliga yeah. and he, you know, and then Marseille doesn't want to pick him up. Um, he is talented and, you know, on his day can be an X factor. When, when yeah. Harit would have one of those good spells of like three or four games, he was electric. But yes, um, there's a lot you have to endure along with that. Um, 
you know, different team, different hierarchy. Maybe things would be different this time around now that we're kind of out of that downward spiral that he yeah. unfortunately joined yeah. us almost like right in the middle of. Um, but yeah, I think I, I think I probably agree with you. And as you know, for some of the other names that were mentioned in the chat, like, you know, Kyle Bach, for example, I think he just got hurt. I think he's got shut down for, for the rest of the season by, by Norwich, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, or wherever he was at, um, you know, Liverpool didn't pick him up. Nope. Um, when they had the opportunity to. So it, as far as like what we can get for some of these players, you said 15 million for Harit. Like, I honestly have no idea what the market value for, for Kabak. any of our guys is at the moment. Harit, Kabak, yeah. like, I, I don't know. I mean, honestly, it, could be Kabak. Like, it could be like six mil. You know what I mean? Like, it might not be what we yeah. thought it was going to be where it's like, you know, 20 mil minimum for, for either of these guys. Yeah, and like Kabak, I think best thing for him is put him back on loan. Somewhere he's going to play and start and get a chance to, to do be successful. Uh, and then if he does well, then you can sell him. Because I don't think with this current crop of players, he's going to fit anywhere. Because I, we Kaminsky does well as for his, you know, def- his deficiencies, he does fairly well. Sane, Tiao, and Itakura, those are your center backs. Um, and you got some of the youngsters you can bring up too. So I don't think there's a place for him on the team. Bazdawan, I would love to see him back. I don't know if he was sold. I think he was on loan. Do you remember if that was a loan or not? I think that was a loan. Yeah, so I don't know about Katucci was sold. I know that for sure. It was a dark day for us on Schalke America. Schalke wouldn't have gotten permanently rid of Katucci and Bosdawan. My, my, I don't think they would have done that. No, today. no, maybe, no. maybe they did. No, I don't remember. they might have. But if it's so, Mal, you bring up Mao Chow, right? And how there's like really no place for Kabak in the squad. Mao Chow recently, the story is talking about the AC Milan interest, right? Yeah, he confirmed um, something, it. something that you're certainly aware of. Don't you can't tell me you're not, Mr. AC I, Milan. I am, so, I'm very well. So, I, I, I'm saying, like, I, you know. It, Let's just say that, like, he decides to. I would like to think if we get promoted to the Bundesliga, Malik Chow stays with Schalke for at least a season. Like, yeah. you know, he, he helps. He, I, I can't imagine he would leave right when we get promoted. But no, what if he does? At that point, maybe yeah. maybe you try to keep, you know, Kabak. I can, I don't know what his once again his appeal is going to be on the market. Liverpool didn't want him. He's had a season with Norwich that That's you haven't really go. heard much about. Now he's injured. Maybe he has to go back with Schalke and try to kind of rebuild his brand. So I don't know. Interesting. We'll have to see how that, how things, how things play out. Ida Kuro is going to be in demand. Yes. Um, he's, he's on loan from Marseille. So, or excuse me, Man City. I would love it. If it's a situation like Matondo where he's like, you know, I want to say Chaka, sell him to me, whatever. I doubt that's going to happen. But you could see him getting recalled yes. and then sold by Man City for like 25. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, cause like, and yeah. listen, in, he's had a great season in the shop window and, and now, and especially in, in the last couple of weeks under Buskins, he's played center back for most of a season, you know, in, in a back three, he's played a little bit in the back too. And now he's playing in a, you know, central defensive middle school world and scoring goals. Um, you know, the guy can go to ground. The guy can, you know, play some nice passes. Like he's, he's legitimately a talent. So we'll see, we'll see if that translates to a higher level, but certainly in the Bundesliga two level, he looks very, very good. Yeah. And it's, I, I like your shout about, you know, what happens if we lose TL, right? Then you could put Sané with Kaminsky. It's assume we keep both of them. You need so you still need a backup for one of those guys, right? If one of those guys goes injured. Sane is always going on injured, so maybe it is worth keeping Kabak. That's a it's an interesting. We'll see. And you know, when we go to if if we get promoted, do we get any kind of money to kind of spend on any players? You know, if we do sell some of these players or whatever, that's going to be the question mark with us. You know, we are doing better financially, but we're not. You know, it's self sustaining mode where we can go buy whatever the hell we want. Eight hundred million euros. I don't think so. Yeah, I think the other question is like, you know, is, is Kaminsky a short-term second division signing or is he a guy that you're actually going to be like, hey, we get promoted and he's starting for us in the Bundesliga? Because I would I would potentially push back against him maybe. I mean, I don't yes. know. He got, he got called up to Poland, didn't he, during the break? Yeah. So I'm not trying to like, yeah. um, you know, minimize him. But and he's 30 plus, isn't he? I think so. I'm I just saying, like, like I, I don't know if that's like, you know, a long-term move. So we, yeah. Kabak, who knows, man? Just who saying. knows? Who knows? 
Uh, who else? Lee Dong Jong. I mean, he could be. He's gonna be like a new signing for us next year. I hate saying that. I hate you saying that phrase, but he got injured. We saw barely yeah, saw anything really of him, and he got injured really bad. So hopefully, we get to keep. Well, I think we did keep it. We bought him. Um, so hopefully, we get to see him healthy next year. Uh, who else in the chat? Looking through some of the comments here. Um, what is Reggie says? Which games do you think will be the hardest? Bremen, Durham, Saint Saint Pauli, or Nuremberg? Yes, all of them. Um. Bremen probably, but like you said, it's going to come down to the end where we play Nuremberg, and then they're yeah. our friends, and then they can make or break our season. I mean, they're all going to be hard. They helped us out this past weekend. Yeah, I just I just yes. hope it's mathematically settled before we play that last game with them. I think the St. Pauli game is going to be difficult. Yes. Um, they were very, very physical with us. Part of that was Bergstaller. Um, but I think if, I don't know if you remember, like they, they just they looked significantly more organized and competent yes. the first time we played in the season and more yeah. like physical. And it, it that was a tough game. That was yeah. a tough game for us. Um, I'm slightly concerned about that one. Uh, but I mean, like I said, any of these four teams on their day can easily beat us. And yeah. and on our yeah. day, we can beat any of them. So it's just it's it really is kind of the, the way the season's been going all year round. How many different teams we've had in first place at various points this year. Yeah, forgot about Robbie Matondo. He'll be back. He's doing really well in, in Belgium right now. Uh, so it's good for so you know we'll have him. We we'll probably sell him or, or keep him. Who knows? Uh, let's see. Moving through some a lot of chats. Chats lively tonight. I love it. I love it. Hey, and we're playing a four-two-three-one. So we finally have like you know a position that actually makes sense for Robbie Matondo. There you go. Like... There you go. Falco in the house. Falco in the house. And like William said the same thing about Nuremberg's and we end up being one of the hardest because it'll be friends, you know, trying to stop us from going to Bundesliga. We'll see. Crazy, craziness, crazy stretch. The crazy season is here for us. The gauntlet is here. Um, but yeah, four wins in a row. Uh, by far the best uh, streak in the league at the moment. Um, tiebreaker over Bremen. Let's see. Okay, I know who we play. Uh, who else plays this weekend or who plays whom? St. Pauli plays Sandhausen. Okay. Uh, let's see. Hamburg, Karlsruhe, uh, Werder Bremen against Nuremberg. Another big matchup there. Schalke, Darmstadt, obviously. Uh, yeah. So there you go. Those two games there. And then St. Pauli's got the easier game, but maybe Katushi does us a favor, right? Who knows? Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's tight down the stretch here. Every game is must win for everybody. So I don't know, man. I like I said. One of the top two spots I want to be. I don't want to be in that third spot. I'm going to repeat it till we get to that position. Absolutely. And uh, hey, uh, shout out Simon Tarada as well because got his goal late in stoppage time in this one. And he's up to 22 now, I think, with still four or five games left to play. I'm glad you mentioned so, that. Yeah. So once again, as advertised, my friend, 20 plus with, with, with a couple of the spare. Um, you know, th- this always, it really makes me, this is not the primary reason I want to get promoted, but I think we all want to see like what this guy can do. If he has that one, one last shot in yep. the top flight, uh, you know, what kind of damage he can do up there. Uh, and I'm glad you mentioned him because after the game, our friend, friend of the show, Renee tweeted out, he's like, Oh, he saw Tarot up there singing with the Nord curve and it was loving it. Uh, and he was happy to see that he was singing the words. And then Schalke retweeted him and, uh, and talk and there's Malik Tiao talking about the whole situation there. So shout out to Shaka for giving Renee some love. You love to see that. So uh yeah, I was happy to see that kind of stuff there. So there you go. There you yeah, go. I think he had a picture with Florian Flick as well that yep. I saw, which was yep. great. Yep. Um yeah, but hey, shout out to the Nord Curve. I mean, they were awesome. Great to see the stadium, you know, with a decent capacity and you know the fans in full voice, the demonstration, everything. Um, it's it's an atmosphere that's been missing far too often over the past few years, um, and 
it's it just it, it buoys the team, man. You, you can yeah. feel it. Yeah, that some of those big moments where the momentum shifts and the crowd is just going, getting really into it. It's it's a different different kind of animal. Yeah, and they were applauding Matriciani every time he did a good play too. I mean, they they were they were in it. They were good, and I think they've they're going to help us to get this job done. They're going to have to. Um, then we need an extra kick to to get us in those games and get those results. So yeah, I'm glad they're back. They were in full voice. They were beautiful. Uh, so yeah, excited to see. I love watching all the pictures from Shaka Corner. You saw Oyan's girl, Chirlinov's girl. Everyone's sharing pictures of that. So it was pretty awesome. And then after the game, how about how about Buskins after the third goal goes down, runs down in the pile with uh, on top of Toronto. Uh, I just love his energy, man. I love his energy. So, all right, wrap this one up. Uh, anything uh, else you want to talk up on or, or plug anything? No, just a quick shout out to uh, former Schalke man Haji Wright, former Schalke America man Haji Wright. He scored a brace right. today, I believe. Wow. Uh, wherever he's at, which I forget now, but uh, doing uh, doing better for himself in 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 pastures new. Uh, so just quick shout out to uh, somebody that we used to talk about here back in the yeah. day. Yes, right. The only American to American connection in the Bundesliga, right? McKenny to Haji, right? What a glorious day that was. <laughs> the best day in, <laughs> in our the history of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we had that best day there, and then Katucha being sold the worst day for all oh, the relegations. On the 4th, I still think they did that intentionally just to spite us. On yeah, the 4th right? of July, getting rid of uh, Katucha. How, how dare you? Yeah, yeah. Very unshock American. <laughs> All right. If you haven't done so yet, make sure you sign up for the Shaka US newsletter. Uh, not only get info on the clubs, you get updates on all the local fan bases across North America, yes, Canada, US, and even Mexico. So definitely give it a give it a, a email there to sentiment, and then you get them every month. So um, keep tuning in each week. We'll bring you the latest from the Royal Blues. I do want to apologize. We were going to have a live stream last week, and then I remembered I work every Saturday in April now. So. Hopefully, you don't have any games in April and on Saturdays, but uh, my luck probably do. So, if if there's a game on a Sunday, I'll do a live. We'll do a live stream, but uh, I apologize for that for last minute changes there. Uh, but if there are any topics you would like us to discuss, any videos you want to see, let us know at Shock America all across social media. Jack, uh, where can our followers find you? At JM Mangan, JM M A N G A N on twitter and yeah disappointing uh the work situation because for once espn plus carrying the schalke game and you I wouldn't know. have had to <laughs> i know stream hunter just kind of do the radio broadcast so uh poor timing on that one but such oh. is life. oh that is life right that is life look at some of the last comments there uh will there be one extra easter monday should be should we'll see we'll talk jack and i'll discuss sure why not yeah, I don't know. either be Victory Monday or Victory Monday on a Wednesday, right? We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> you all know that our schedule is wildly flexible, so yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> um, shout out to NBC for Nashville. Uh, as always, you can follow me at r underscore k h a r m a n. Thank you to everyone in the chat tonight. Uh, you guys are lively talking to each other, talking to us. We love it, love the questions. So keep bringing it. Uh, and enjoy your victory Monday. Enjoy your week, and we'll catch you next week on the next podcast or live stream. So, until then, Luke Alf. Mm-hmm.